to the one the only designated spitters the place where we do not like i don't like that kind of talk <laughs> that's just the way it goes francis what's going on oh my guy what's up brother man happy sunday happy sunday chat what's up with you guys you know sunday's a beautiful you know what sunday is it's nice <laughs> sunday's Sunday, nice. it's nice it's nice sunday's it's a beautiful nice, day man sunday's nice it's a beautiful day got a little cute things going on you know you snacky <laughs> to like you hitting the subby yes sir. and then you're you know you're ready to rock and roll that's the way life goes but we do got some um a little bit of stuff to talk about you now we have a past mm. shit talker now wanted to be part of our team we're going to talk about that a little bit right about that yeah um i actually put together a couple of trades that i think could maybe be something for the Yankees. Nothing okay. too sexy. Okay. So everybody right. don't, don't get a little happy in the pants, as they say. You know, people <laughs> people tend to say that. I don't want you guys getting a little too frisky out there, but, you know, Francis today is back home, folks. He's not at the, the visiting center. <laughs> in the lobby of uh, Better Living? Green, that, Gro that? Green, Green Grove. Grove. I bet no, Living. No. Isn't that like a, isn't Better Living <laughs> like a country hardware store? Better living, it might be actually. I mean, better sounds living like sounds it. like it sounds like an assisted living center somewhere in All northern right, well, Jersey, but that's fine with me. That still works. Green that's Grove, works. Green Grove is where Olivia was. <laughs> was it really? That was it. Green Grove. I, th I think. It, I think it was Green Grove. I don't know. I mean, because I'm watching it again, and you know, when she can't go back, when she comes out, that like, they won't have you back. You were abusive to the staff. I love that damn woman. We got a super chat from Rod Thompson. He says, this episode of Designated Spit is sponsored by AARP and Green Grove Retirement Community Center. That's what I am talking about. Look, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> if AARP wants to become a sponsor of Designated Spitters, they could just call. And we can have something going because I'm, I'm, or like a hip replacement company. That's another good one. <laughs> Listen, another. I'm sending, I'm sending tons of business to the hip replacement doctors as we speak. So I think, I think that, that, that's a, that's a marriage that makes sense business-wise for both parties. No doubt about it. No doubt about <laughs> it. But we got to get into the first news of the day. And that is one, uh, Marcus Stroman. Oh. We definitely got to talk about this. So Marcus Stroman, <laughs> he informed the New York Yankees, Francis, that he really wants to be a part of the New York Yankees. Like, guys, please, whatever I got to do, I want to be a part with you. He put like, oh, it was it was like a nursery rhyme like that. It rhymed. <laughs> so it was like a little nursery rhyme that he put together. No, he did but a song? <laughs> it, it just, yeah, I could, I could definitely make a song on that one for Marcus Stroman if he likes, but... <laughs> Marcus Stroman has had a very, very 
odd time with the New York Yankees. It was the fan base and all that. A couple of years ago, if you guys remember, he shit on Brian Cash. I was like, what are you talking? He put he put their numbers side by side. Yep. And I now it's kind of like he's at a point where you're not looked at as that dog anymore, bro. And you pitched 130 something innings last year. You were decent. You weren't terrible. You were decent. You were serviceable. Serviceable. Good word. Yep. But to sit there and be like, everybody, bring me back. And the Yankees are like, bro, keep keep walking that way. Remember that shit you were talking? Now you want a job mm-hmm. here? Fuck off, man. Fuck off. What's your thoughts, Francis, on Marcus Stroman? Uh, Did he I block you, you, by the way? You blocked it. No, I was, I'm blocked on the original. You know? The original guy he blocked. <laughs> hey, oh, you know, on the original card, I'm blocked. back and forth, but he never blocked me for some reason. That's interesting because I got blocked. I got blocked based off of that exchange. Like you guys went back and forth. I jumped in. I didn't even disrespect them, actually. Um, I, I remember that. That's why I said it. I was like, I was like, Pete definitely disrespected him. I, I didn't just, did. dis- I didn't disrespect them. I jumped in. I think I said, I think I said, Hey, you know, you're, you're definitely a solid arm, solid pitcher, but um, you know, this kind of behavior is not becoming of somebody who's looking for teams to be attracted to him. And then I got blocked. You took a very nice route. Yeah, I try. I try. You know what it is, Pete. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, we go back to when this first exchange happened years ago, when when yeah. when the trade talks were talking between the Yankees and the Mets and Stroman. Yeah. And at that point, I wasn't completely opposed to a Marcus Stroman. Actually, right. I actually I thought I was like, you know, he's a guy with a lot of fire. Um, he's a competitor. He takes the ball every five days. There's a guy who's he's working really hard to be better. This he's one of the guys who early on you saw. It's crazy I'm going to make this comparison because it's not going to, you know, endear him to a lot of fans. But he was like Trevor Bauer in that you kind of always saw him in the lab training, like working on his pitches, working on himself, training, stuff like that. And I love guys like that. I mean, me me being a pitcher when I played, you know, like I'm always going to gravitate towards guys like that. That's why Garrett Cole is everything to me because they just, you could just, there's no, de- there's, everything. <laughs> there's no denying guys like, like that they care about the craft. And that's why I gravitate towards guys like that. Yeah. Strowman was that guy. So back then I was just like, look, dude, like that's not going to make teams want to get you. Like it, it's, it's not like you're calling out GMs on top of that. You're calling out Cashman, right? There's a lot of GMs in baseball who don't have the cachet of a Brian Cashman and whether or not you, you know, depending on how you feel about him these last couple of years, cause we know like it's been a little bit of a shit show. He's still been the longest tenure GM, right? Like that, that goes yeah. for something and you're calling him out. It didn't, it wasn't a good look, but I got blocked. But uh, to basically to speak to what's happening right now, bro, I think you put it, I think you put it perfectly. The pitching market for Strowman hasn't materialized the way that he thought it would yeah. um, because he and his representation uh, believes that he's been, you know, a bit more than just serviceable. And you know what? They may have a leg to stand on with that, but let's let's call a spade a spade. In, in today's pitching market, uh, there's a lot of teams that still have options that are way higher in the market. When you look yeah. at your Blake Snells and your Jordan Montgomery's and, you know, some of the guys that are being talked about in trades, when you think about Dylan Cease and others, um, that maybe there's, you know, a lot of these teams don't think that they're at the Marcus Stroman, like, level of their free agency, of their offseason yet. Right. So, but then when you can look at a guy like Stroman, obviously, he's getting a little antsy, Pete, because here we are, it's January 7th. He doesn't know where he's playing next year, and pitchers and catchers report a month from now. Well, look, didn't he have something, too, when he, who did he do? He did it with the, he called the Mets racist. He called the Mets people racist. Look, at the end of the day, guys, you can say yeah. whatever you want, but, you know, when you talk that much, eventually it might bite you in the ass. There could, you know, you talk about somebody like Brian Cashman, who we all know is actually well liked around GMs in baseball. He's been there forever. 
Exactly. So he probably has a decent reputation at best. Yeah. When a player does something like that, it's probably not always going to come across as somebody you want to do business with, especially the things he said, like about, you know, certain teams being racist and this and that, you know, whether there's a basis or not that he truly feels that, or he does, whatever it is, whatever there is behind that teams see it as a risk at the end of the day. It's like, do we really want to bring this guy into fold? And at the end of the day, mm -hmm. He's also not really a game changer, as Kev Cruz with the Super Chat says. Driving but tuned in, Kalo K was Strowman's ground ball percentage. Kev, you're going to love this. He's at a top 94 percentile, 57.4%. So you're going to love that. Que lo que that, might, that might get him. That might get him <laughs> on, on Kev's side to come on over. But Marcus Strowman to me, I'll, put, I'll throw the numbers on the screen. Everybody can see. Um, there's nothing extremely special anymore about Marcus Strowman. Fastball Velo has been dipping year after year. He's now below league average on his fastball, uh, below league average on the slider. He's almost below league average of average on his changeup um, when it just comes to velo on what he throws. Command has also taken a bit of a dip over the last couple of seasons. ERA is always about under four. It'll be interesting to see what his FIP is. I might actually, <laughs> let me let me actually pull that up because I'm actually, you know, out of all those numbers, FIP is one that I actually pay a little bit of attention to to be honest i'm glad you brought up the numbers here because that uh that's gonna speak to my next point okay his yeah. fip last year i want to say his fip's gonna be higher i can't believe it'll be lower no it was yeah his fip is basically what his era is every year so he's kind of who he is yeah meaning that his pitching normally is already fielding independent like you don't need right, exactly you don't need to look any further than that. Here's the thing with Strowman, right? Strowman's my age. He's 32, right? Yep. Uh, in terms of like real life stuff, like that's not necessarily old at all, right? Because no, I mean, course. you know, there's a lot of things you can still do. And um, we've seen that. In terms of baseball, right? In terms of pitching, 32 is not, uh, it's, not on, it's not on the younger end by any stretch. 32 is actually now you're pushing towards the older, you know, the older side of things. And if you're giving right. a guy like that a three, four-year deal, you're committing to paying a 35 and 36 year old pitcher. Now, when you go ahead and do something like that, what you're going to want to look at first and foremost, even before all the off the field shit comes in, yeah. are the peripheral numbers, right? Which is what you just, you know, put up on the screen for everybody to take a gander at. And what do those peripheral numbers tell us about 32 year old Marcus Stroman? That even though he's coming off a solid year where he was serviceable, in the NL Central, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where he was, you know, more than serviceable there in the NL Central. The peripherals tell us a story that's a little bit scary if you're a team in, say, the NL East or the AL East or maybe the NL West, where the offenses are a little bit more potent and probably knock those numbers up worse than they would have been last year, right? right. The right. peripherals don't look good. And I got to give credit where credit is due because he's one, you know, outside of, you know, people on our team who I obviously have the utmost respect for because it's the best team in the fucking game. Uh, one of our community members been there for a while and gets a lot of shit for saying some things that are pretty outlandish most of the time. L.I. Yankee King has said it that. Oh, my God. He actually said as Marcus Stroman ages, it's really scary if you look at the numbers. 
he's actually correct in that. <laughs> Peter's like, oh my God. He's actually, he's actually correct in that. That's one thing I will give LI Yankee King that he's right about. This is what I'm this is what I'm feeling about Francis right now, everyone. Not only are you a hot dog, a grandstander, a showboat, and a prima donna, but you're a liar too. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking right now. Because now you just ruined Discord for everybody tonight. Because oh, this dude is going to be going off and I told you. No, I told you. I told That's what you just did. You just I was fucked everybody's night. You killed I was it. I was killing them in Discord because of uh, the, the hater stuff. I mean, we could, we want to talk about it real quick later. Oh, I'd like to make one point on that, but that could be towards the end. But with the Strowman thing, I have to you know say it's true. Like, yeah. if I'm a GM, right? If I'm, yeah. if I'm Cashman... Like, put the feelings aside. Say there was no past history or whatever. Yeah. Just looking at the peripherals, we know the Yankees have always hated pitchers over 30, signing starting pitchers over 30. It doesn't really bode well for a free agent who's over 30. Look at what's happening now with Snell and Monty. Let's 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 call a spade a spade. In, in, in regards to, like, the pitchers available, Strowman's not Blake Snell. He's not Jordan Montgomery. And no. yet those two guys are still out there in the wind. They haven't been signed either. Right. So... I mean, it just goes to show you a lot of teams, a lot of teams are actually moving with trepidation when it comes to that, you know, signing a pitcher over 30 years of age. And he's older than both of them. He's 32. And then on top of that, like I said, you look at those peripherals. It's not too cute, right? To quote, no, to quote my brother, to quote my brother Pete, no. it's, it's not too cute. It's and if, too cute. if I'm the Yankees, I'm looking at those peripheral numbers in 2023 you know, facing, you know, the the Very world the, the world beating offenses of the NL Central. Like putting this no, dude against the on. Orioles maybe three but, times a season or something. Think, like, think ah, about that. Think about think about, about that, taking him to Fenway. Yeah, taking him to Fenway. You, you want to be careful about about something like that. And, or and the Rogers Center. Too, there there is a lot of there is still a lot of pitchers out there. That is the one thing that we're certainly gonna get into. Uh, our guy Patty Sinclair with the super chat, my guy Patty. Yeah, Patty. He says, so basically, you're not allowed to clap back at Cashman. Also, Strowman led the NL and ERA uh, 2.28 until injury. Um, Look, it's not that you're not. You can do whatever the hell you want. That's how, look, I believe in, I believe in freedom of speech. It doesn't mean that there doesn't come with consequences. You're right. So, you know, you can go out there and say, what, look, what did, what did Trevor Bauer do in his interview? He... I shouldn't have said what I said about Manfred. You know, even if it's how I felt, there should have been a different way of saying it. And that is true as you grow up. Sometimes you don't do things in public. Sometimes there's things that is for a single conversation together with somebody, or you do it in front of everybody, however you feel. But there could be consequences of how you do that. And I do think that Marcus Stroman is, is kind of feeling that a little bit. Because let's get real here. Lucas Giolito got paid $19 million a pop. Look, you... Uh, I, I mean... I can't Montas even get pitch one and one third in. The guy got 16 mil. Can't even. I, I can't say that Marcus Stroman shouldn't be signed. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying no. I don't think he comes to the Yankees. There's, there's a, you know, if, if you say the same with Bowers, there's a distraction with mm -hmm. Bauer. There's a distraction with Stroman. You blocked the whole the, base almost. How many times, how many, how many times have, how many times, put it like this. Let's just call it spade a spade. How many times has Stroman been in the headlines for something other than his play? A lot. And that's that's that and goes along that goes along with it. That's baggage. You, you got to remember. Right. You're talking about let's let's put the other teams aside right now, right? This is a Yankee podcast. Let's let's just focus on the Yankees for a sec. You'd be talking about bringing a guy in who's already very very uh, polarizing, 
right? Yeah. The yeah. Yankees, have, it's not that we haven't done it in the past. It's not that the Yankees haven't bought, brought in guys that the fans were opposed to in the past. I mean, we just got out of the Josh Donaldson saga. So I'm not saying like, oh, there's no precedence for this because no, Cashman has done it before, mm-hmm. right? But as recently as it just happened, like that that Josh Donaldson wound is still wide open in Yankee land. I don't know if this is the offseason where, you know, a guy like Stroman is even something they would entertain just because it's the Yankees. Like you come and here. And we just got Soto. On top of that. And you know that's I mean? already, it's that's like fire. Why? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's already, that's, it's just, it's just, that would be one of those moves where you'd be looking at it like, okay, you know, I think Cashin might be trying to get a little too cute here. Like, yeah, and I, I, I get you, but mm, that's, that could one, blow up. It's one of those things where it'll happen when desperation truly sets in. It's like, bro, there ain't nobody else out there. One year deal for this cat. He takes it. Let, let's run with it. Let's try it out. If, I You're mean, not that's wrong. one Look, of those things. You and put it you put it really well because that that's the only way that I'd entertain it. Yeah, and I also talked to one of my one of my friends on um on Twitter. We always we talk a lot. Um uh my friend Nate and my other friend, another guy actually messaged me about it too. Uh Daniel Cunningham is another good guy. He's in the chat a lot. But Daniel kind of he was like, you know, when it gets to desperation, if the Yankees were to get somebody like a Snell, if you added Strowman later down the line as like a number five. And you kind of just blend in and give us some, then it, then maybe it's a little more acceptable to the fan base. But Marcus Stroman did dig a bit, dig a hole, a little, little bit of a hole for himself. And should he get a job? A hundred percent. Nobody's yeah. saying that Marcus Stroman shouldn't pit. No, Marcus Stroman is an athlete. He's a, he's a competitor. He wants to do, I, I have no issue with Stroman besides the time he's opened his mouth about the Yankees going back and forth with Yankee fans. Yeah, and man. now you're kind of saying, hey, I like to play for you guys. And the Yankees organization could just be like, bro, fuck you. We're good. Yeah, we'll do this right here. Right here. You Parmesan sandwich. <laughs> fuck you. That's it. That's all they got to do. Jonathan Cariso says, uh, sign Snell, trade for Bieber, sign Bauer. Let Bieber or Bauer compete for 2025. Then sign Burns. Also get Hicks for the pen. A lot of good moves there, but we are now going to get into that talk. This is um, from our good friend, <laughs> Hal Steinbrenner. Managing partner Hal Steinbrenner is said to be on board with the concept of a serious addition to the rotation that suffered a couple of losses via trade and free agency. There you see the guy right there. Again, guys, if you're not following NYYU on Twitter, at NYY Underground, go give us a follow. But... um. Francis, let's uh let's start there, man. There's yeah. obviously the big hole here, right? This is this is the big factor of how the Yankees finished their offseason. Yeah. And I believe I'm sorry I gotta do this to everybody, but if George was alive, mm. am I allowed to do that? If 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 George was alive, those were the days. <laughs> if George was alive when those were the days, I could tell everybody right now, and I guarantee it. Blake Snell would be a Yankee already just because of the headline of taking the National League Cy Young to be with the American League Cy Young. He mm-hmm. would do he would spend the money just for the headline and he put it out there and be good to go. At that you do you agree with that or disagree with that? That's a George move. I can't disagree with that. It's a George yeah, move. It has George 100%. written all over it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. George was about headlines. George yeah. was about headlines. Bingo. He he believed in 
he believed in momentum a lot, um, which I think, you know, is, is one of the things where I've been critical, at least, of of how, you know, over the last decade or so that you just feel like the Yankees have become one of those teams where they lose the headlines a lot. Like they're they're in the headlines, but they're not they're they're not always winning them. It's always like so a lot of it's negative. And George was big on, especially during the offseason, making a splash you know, to putting, putting something out there to, you know, create that momentum for the team going into the season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And whether, whether you believe that that translated to wins or did not translate to wins or not, you know, that's fine. But I feel like there is something to be said about it just because, you know, you come in, you come into the building in spring training already feeling like an energy, a buzz. There's an electricity in the air. I'm not saying that that's not already the case with the Yankees. I mean, they did trade for Soto. They added Verdugo. Uh, a couple of nice additions to the to the bullpen. Yep, that's true. But what you're saying, what you're saying is evil empire shit, right? Yeah, that's what that's what we're talking about here at this point. That's not... what everybody. That's what. That's what. By the way, too, I always talk about this because this is something that we all felt. When the Yankees signed Soto, what what was the words out of our mouth? Me, me and Mario said, we're back, we're back. Yeah. Because that was the reaction. We're like, holy shit, come on, baby. Like, the Yankees are back to being that squad. They're back to being that squad that says, fuck around and find out. Yeah, yeah it we felt like the it. playoffs, so sit back because now there's a hurricane coming through. We it, felt, it, it, felt, it felt like it, especially as quickly as it happened into the offseason. And like, it needs to get it needs to get back to it. They they desperately need pitching. Uh, there was a little bit of news today. Uh, this is from Bob Nightingale. I'll throw this on the screen. But the Yankees are interested in two players again that we already know about: Jesus Lazardo, Shane Bieber. These are guys that a lot of us have been talking about now for quite some time. But there's interest there. They would obviously improve this club. They're of course also interested in. The two big free agents that are left, Monty and Snell. They're also interested in in uh, Dylan Cease. Rumors right now regarding Dylan Cease is that the ask is still a bit too high to the point that even Baltimore isn't biting at it. They're kind of yeah. sitting back going like, I mean, fam, you guys could keep them or we can make a deal or something. And everybody's kind of shying away right now. Yeah, Lazardo's a guy that I think we would all be crazy over. I don't know how I don't know how you couldn't be. I don't know how anybody would speak negatively about a deal for Lazardo. He's absolute box office. You bring him here to the Bronx, you put him in this rotation with a dog like Garrett Cole. I mean, mm. this is a kid who wants to compete. You know what I mean? This is a kid who who comes out there looking to take people's heads off when he's out there on the mound. Like he goes right at you. I I mean, I can't speak highly, I can't speak highly enough about him. And then just the thought of being able to pair an attitude like that, an attitude and talent like that. With Matt Blake and Garrett Cole, because at this point, when I look at our, our pitching and our rotation, mm -hmm. I look at it in regards to the two-headed monster at the top, which is our pitching coach and Matt Blake, and yeah. our ace, our staff ace, and Garrett Cole, man. Like, those are the two guys who lead us, and this is a kid who I would love to put with those two guys. You look see those three above-average pitches right there, right? Yeah, Beautiful. man. Beautiful That's, to see. Oof. Averages 97 on the fastball from the left, left side. I mean, fantastic yeah. stuff overall. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's tantalizing stuff, really. It really is. Not a lot, of, not a lot of um, starting, you know, efficient starting left pitchers uh, in baseball. You know, it's always been a sport that's dominated by the right-hander. So you see a kid like this, obviously the opportunities, the potential. It, 
Yeah, man, it's it's exciting. And yeah, I'd, I'd love for the Yankees to make a deal like this. Love for yeah, the Yankees to make a deal like this. And we all know, right? We we already know that somebody like Lozardo, who's controlled for three seasons, he's going to be expensive. With but good reason. I wanna, with good reason. I'm right there with you. I want to throw this one at you, Francis, because this is how I feel. Maybe okay. you feel differently. I think I think Dane feels a little differently on this. And I bring Dane up because, you know, we talk a lot about um, the prospects on the Yankees and all that and what the Yankees need. And Dane, let me rephrase that. Dane didn't disagree with this. He believes this is what the Yankees would do. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. But for me, I think you sign Monty or Snell, who what I'm hearing, they're leaning more towards Snell in that regard. If that money is going to be close to being similar the Yankees feel like maybe those years will come down. The AAV could go up, and they could lock him in. Maybe there's an opt-out in there somewhere. Which is what they like, lower lower years, higher AAV. And I, I think, I, to be honest, with either one of those guys, I like that more. Yeah, no, you know? agreed. Me too. But when, it, but when it comes to what I want the Yankees to do to really be gung-ho about the season, go to spring training, be pumped up, be excited, I'll be sitting here going... They're the World Series team to beat in the American League. I'd be waving that flag around. We still got Boone, but hey, only he could fuck it up then. Then it's on him. You're right. So that's the beautiful thing about it. But I want to trade too. I'm not cool with you just add Snell and sit back and go, all right, we're good. I want I want a signing and I want to trade. And I'm not talking about if they get Snell, they got to get Lazardo. They got to get Cease. No, 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 no. Just add somebody else that has potential. And I'm going to sit back and go, come on, baby, let's go. I'm 100% okay with this. Let me ask you this, then. In, the, in, this, in that scenario, they sign Blake Snell. He's going to say and go ahead, go They, they add Blake Snell, and then a couple, you know, say two, three weeks go by, and Strowman is still in the wind. Sign him. Sign him. Exactly. Okay, see? No and that's, that's, where, that's where I'm at with it. No I just, problem. I just, the reason I responded the way I did to when we brought it up just now is because I don't think the Yankees are at that stage. Of the offseason. Yeah. I Friends, think it would be an absolute disaster if Strom is the only pick. Think oh, about that, how bad that would no. be for the fans. And for him, that's something that if I'm cash, I'm like, bro, I would sit down with cash by cash. Ain't no way you could bring this dude as the only guy. Nah. <laughs> you can't it's do not, that. Man. You just is this is the it would be the worst stage. Even now, even even if they signed him now and then went on to sign a Blake Snell after. The vitriol that would come from the, the the time between signing him and the next bigger signing, it, it could it could really fuck up his mental just because right now the Yankees just aren't at that stage where adding a Strowman is, is going to move the needle for fans. Fans are going to react in a very bad way. And yeah, you could say, oh, but that's the thing. Fans, you know, they they overreact and that's the, you know, they, they jump off the ledge too quickly yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but at the end of the day, fan stands for fanatic and that's what people yeah. do. And you don't start an off season with the acquisition of a Juan Soto to end, you know, to start looking like this a little, you know, when it's already towards the end of it, that's, yeah. it's just not the best. It's not the best look. And it, it just speaks to the point of what you're saying, bro. It's been a good off season, but good Correct. off seasons, good off seasons. I mean, those are a dime a dozen tons of teams have good off seasons. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I like, I like what Arizona's done this off season. I think Arizona's had a good off season, you know Very what I'm saying? Good. But Very good. Uh, do I think that they're, that they're going back to the world series next year? I mean, nobody would thought they were going last year, but no, I don't think they're going back based off of a good off season. I mean, right. The Dodgers signed fucking Shohei Otani and went and turned around two weeks later and grabbed the number one starting pitching free agent on the yep. market. That's and they're the apparently not between... done yet, too. No. So they're still looking for an outfielder. And I, I'm glad that you say that because that's the difference between good and great. 
That's the difference right Bingo. there between good and great. That's and that's right. what, that's what we're talking about with that's the Yankees. Right. Okay, right. it's good. The offseason's been good. Don't get me wrong. We're not I mean, I see people on Twitter saying, oh, you're a typical Yankee fan. Didn't you get Soto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got Soto. We got Verdugo. It's nice. It's good. The offense, I, I said it on last last week's episode. I'm yeah. rolling with this offense, but you can't you can't afford to not address this rotation. Not at all, man. Or, or not just at all. Or, or just throw a throw a Marcus Stroman at it and call it a day. Nah, nah no, there's, way. There's, no there's, way. No, there's no way. There has to 100 percent has to be something bigger. And that's why. Uh, you know, the quotes that, that we put out, uh, you know, that we, you know, put with the NYU you account yeah. are are good. That's a welcome sign to Yankee fans because we want our owner to say exactly that. Like, yeah, I'm on board with a big addition to this rotation. Okay, okay. So clearly you you're seeing do it. what we're seeing. You're you right. know, because remember last year, we're not done yeah. yet, this and that. And then we sitting back going, all right, man, come on now. Like, what, 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 what What's going on here? You it's know, good so that you say that. It's good you that you say you that. We've been keep, here before. We've been here before. Right. And you, you can't keep piling on those type of quotes with no action behind it. The only thing I will say for Hal Steinbrenner is he did step up for the Soto deal because that did. was rumored that Cashman's people were like, do not give up both of those guys in that deal. Don't make it happen. Hal picked up the phone and says, whatever you got to do, get it done. Like, that's it. No more talking about this. Get it get it taken care of. The that's other guy... So you got to salute him for that. You're right. No doubt about it. And and if he does this again, there's nothing you can say about him, uh, you know, you know this, this offseason. But... The other guy they talked about is right here, Shane Bieber. Only really good thing I like about Bieber is he doesn't walk guys and he had a pretty high ground ball rate. Um, other than that, I mean, he pitched to a 380 ERA, previous year 288, previous year to that 317. Um, velocity's been going down a bit. Those are things to be concerned with, obviously. Um, as you see, he still has an above average slider, uh, still has an above average curveball and an above average changeup. He is a pitcher. So yes, sir. maybe going to a team that he gets back with Matt Blake. If he is healthy, I'm sure they'll take a very serious look at his medicals. But here's another guy. You add a Snell. You add a Monty. You could throw Bieber in there as maybe your number four. Shit. I mean, now you're talking about legitimate rotation. Yeah, now with, with something like that, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm bought in. I'm bought in. I'm ready to ride. You got you got me there. I mean, obviously, you're going to have me there spring training. You're going to have me there likely opening day. But, yeah. I mean, with a rotation like that, like, yeah, man, like I'm rolling. I'm rolling. That's this is I mean, this is all I've asked for as a fan the last decade. It feels like just, you know, give me give me an offseason that doesn't feel incomplete. Like you're handing in the assignment incomplete. Like and it feels like in Yankee land over the last, uh, you know, over the last several seasons, it feels like every offseason it's like we're handing in incomplete work incomplete yep. incomplete and there's always excuses there's always there's always excuses there's always ah oh, you know um uh the you know the package the the package that was presented to us was just way too high uh obviously we were we were getting the yankee tax you know they were asking for more from us than they were from other teams or or you know with certain free agents uh you know we were, we just weren't comfortable at that price point there's always a million and one excuses of course but i think at this point where i'm at sounds like where you're at is it yo just get it done Get they it have done. To. They have get to. it done. Again, you know, just to repeat on something that is going to continue to be repeated for quite some time is you can't just get Soto and do a and do a win now move, and then just forget about it. You can't do that. Because no, then you got to the go out there and get and get a legitimate guy, and that is it. Think about you know, it. And if if there is going to be a cost of talent, you got to do it. So even going back to what Dane said, I read that also. Hirsch, what's going on, my guy? What's going on, everybody in the chat? Make sure you hit that, that likey and the subby if you have not. But 
going back to what Dane said, because I read the same thing, as of right now, according to a couple of sources, Cease, uh, to get Dylan Cease, they want Dominguez and Jones plus. So here's what the White Sox are doing. They're doing the right thing. It's exactly what I said they should do. You got two years of this guy. There's no reason to trade him. You don't have to. No. You could trade him mid-year. You could trade him next year. You don't have to jump the gun. So Both what they're true. doing is, if anybody is stupid enough to go ahead and put all their all their eggs in one basket and say, it's yours, we'll trade them, no problem. But the only way we trade them is if it's our demand. There is no negotiation here. It's what we want, and that's it. And they're probably not truly serious about dealing him unless they get blown away. And for the Yankees, I'm the first person to sit there and say, you should trade to win now. But that that yeah. move right there, that would be that would be completely idiotic. You you can't even consider yeah. that. No, but there's a there's a difference here. We're not we're telling them to get it done, but we're not saying get it done with you know stupid and reckless moves. We're not correct. We're we're, we're not talking about mm -hmm. being reckless. We're saying that there are moves to be made within the realm of reason. Yeah, there there's tons of moves out there that are reasonable moves. Look, yep. Blake Snell is going to get paid money. We know that, right? That's it. But that's all it is, right? But it's, it's money. All, but it's it's just money at the end of the day. And when it comes to a team like the New York Yankees, who now in 2024 will be going on, you know, their fourth season removed from the, you know, atrocity that was the COVID year, their yeah. their revenue is expected to be through the freaking roof. You added a Juan Soto. I mean, there's a lot there of excitement go. around the team. There when you, you look at a contract for a guy like Blake Snell and it's just dollars and cents. Yep. It's realistic. Okay, we're not, not talking about it's, it's not reckless. It's not no. what you were already offering on the table. It's, it's not, not Yamamoto money. So. It's not Yamamoto money or Yamamoto years. It's and not the thing is Yamamoto too, money or years. No, no doubt about it. And the other thing, Francis, too, that we gotta remember because I've been I've been a bit sold on the mm. idea of Snell. And don't get me wrong, look, every pitcher we're talking about comes with a baggage. There's everybody you can look at and go, ah, it's a bit concerning. There's that nobody one, of it. That's a big yeah. There's, there's no coal out there where you're like, yeah. Cole's a dog, man. He's no. Burns isn't a free agent. You know, there's you got to no go sure out fire there and, thing right now. Exactly. So for me, when I look at this, I go, is the Giants even considering it anymore? When they made mm -hmm. the deal for Blake, are they going to be a team that's coming to the table with maybe two hundred plus million dollars? Will the, Mets, hmm. will the Red Sox? I don't think so. The Red Sox are having some sort of money issues. They don't know what they really want to do there. And they'll talk about trading Yoshida for Christ's sake. Exactly. Texas yes. is out there. Imagine the Yankees got Yoshida somehow. I don't, I don't get rid of yeah, Anyway, forget it. Oh, you want to open that box? I don't know. I don't know how to even make that work. That's I don't fast. know. That is, that is absolutely past. But they got to figure out a way in the easiest way to really build a World Series team. We talk about the, the easy path, the plan A, how simple it is on paper. Mm -hmm. The Yankees very rarely execute on this. But again, the simple path here, pay the dude money mm -hmm. and trade for somebody. Now, yeah. am I saying you got to go out there and trade Jones for a pitcher? No. I got one I want to talk to everybody about. Because... The best friend of the New York Yankees and Brian Cashman is the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're a team that we always make trades with. But I I'm like not that. talking about the guy you guys think. I'm not talking about Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller is going to he's gonna cost something really good. They made the man Jones in a Mitch Keller trade because the, the breakout year that Keller had, 200 plus Ks, he's still very young. Yeah. I understand that. Time to control left. 
there's the guy I think, and I think this is a really friggin' fair trade. Johan Oviedo mm. is a really smart trade. And let me tell you huh. why. I don't like this side a lot, but let me throw this on the screen. Everson Pereira for Oviedo. Straight up. Straight up. You get a very good young outfielder that's control for years to come. And a good young starting pitcher that's control for years to come. You pull up Oviedo's stats here. This kid mm. got almost four above average pitches. Almost four above average. But wait, Omar is telling me he's out for the year. Is that for real? Well, if that's Whoa. the case, just delete this segment. <laughs> Hold on. If that's the case, you can go ahead and delete this segment. This was brought to you by AARP. The reason I must have dementia. He's out for the year. You don't even got to look. I just saw it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't oh. Tommy John oh. surgery. I mean, that fits the Yankees very well. So we can very well make that trade because he did have Tommy John. Yeah, so, so you know, so he checked that up. box. He checked that up. box. Um, check that box. Bring him on over. All right, redo that. What does it take to get Mitch Keller? <laughs> Figure out the fuck out. He's like, so, fuck it, though. Let's go, let's go let's, all the way. Let's just, let's just turn the page on that horrible segment because I thought I had an idea, but it turns out I had dick. That's it. Hey, but, happen, happens sometimes. What are you going to do? Well, we got 500 plus people in there, guys. Do me a favor, hit that uh, like button for us. Mackie the but likey. It doesn't, at that point, really, if it is Strowman, I wouldn't care. If it's Bieber, I don't care. Just get another solid arm that can really, really help this rotation out. If you get yeah. a Snell, get another pitcher, and I'm good to go. I'm going to be sitting here screaming at the top of my lungs that this is a World Series caliber team legitimately, and I believe that. If they do that, I believe that. I mean, you're adding, you'd be adding a, a two-time side young winner to pair against the reigning AL side young winner and our boy, the dog, the horse, Garrett fucking Cole, right? You pair that yep. with the hopes of a bounce back season from a Carlos Rodon who's looking to come into 2024 it. healthy with his mind right, ready yep. to go out from day one. I mean, look. Let's be honest here. We knew that 20, 2023, there were some question marks even after, you know, signing the deal with Rodon because, yeah. you know, the, the injury history and all that, you know, okay, he's going to, you know, have a, you know, a little bit of a, you know, starting a little bit behind the eight ball because, you know, not having the full spring training and all that. That shit doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't, you know, behoove a starting pitcher. But going into 2024, there's a lot of cause to look at a guy like Carlos Rodon and to expect a bounce back year. And let me no tell doubt. you something. Let me tell you something. This is super optimistic Francis here. But I mean, if you grab Blake Snell, right? Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole, right? Even yep. more motivated after winning his first Cy Young. He wants to go back to back, right? You get Blake Snell. He's motivated. Why? Because mm -hmm. he sat out there in free agency until freaking January. And he had to watch the short Japanese, quote unquote, Pedro get signed before him after he just won his second Cy Young. So he's motivated. You got Carlos Rodon in his second year of a six-year pact with the Yankees. Had a shitter in 2023. Yeah. Everybody said everything about him. But he knows deep down inside, he got that dog in him. So he's no coming back. You got Nestor, the molester. No, let's not even Damn. play with that. Let's Damn. not even play with Holy that. Shit. Got, you got Nestor. You got Holy Nestor. Shit. And the mustache. He's coming back. He didn't have the 2023 he wanted to have. He's another guy who's looking to, you know, 
prolong his baseball career and prolong his stay on one of the biggest stages, if not the biggest stage in all of baseball. He's motivated. You got Clark Schmidt, who is another guy who is young and motivated. I am rolling. You add another guy to that, like a Strowman or a Bieber, like we're saying. Yeah. And you're giving me a rotation of guys who want to go out there, take the ball, and kill people. That's what I want. That's oh, what God. I want. Uh, unalive. Unalive. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, man, I listen, see, I'm, I'm so problematic, man. This is this is the thing. This is why I have to have two X accounts. And I have to, I That's mean, you got, like, we're, you got 14 burners. You got we're going to you know? have to start the shadow. We're going to have to start the shadow channel just in case. But this is what I'm saying, man. You get, give me a rotation of dogs, man. Just, I just, I just want we five to six dogs who want to go out it. there and pitch and compete and win. I want people who are coming win, here Rock. to win. win. <laughs> That's what we need. You've seen him. You've seen how strong he is. You can't win. <laughs> you can't win, Rob. You can't win. Then uh, she uh, say I can't win, bitch. You're going to see me win, damn it. And Rock oh, went man. out there and won, damn it. He went out there and won. That's so right. We wanted to do our highlighted tweet of the week and discuss yeah. this a little bit coming from our friend um, at Yankees fan Earl, you guys know oh, Earl. Marlins desperately need plug and play MLB bats at catcher, shortstop, and DH. I think Wells, Peraza, and Glaber is a really strong starting point for a deal for Lazardo. New York Yankees would likely have to add in another prospect, and maybe Miami throws in a BP arm, but there's a deal to be made there. I would say this. I think Wells showed enough towards the end of the year that the Yankees have a lot of young catchers. You could certainly flip-flop that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they're not catchers that are extremely far away. I'll be against trading Wells. I'll be honest with you. I think Wells is going to be a much better hitter than Anthony Volpe is. And I think some people may disagree with that. Mm. I like him a lot. I saw, you know who I saw a lot in his swing towards the end of the year with a little mm. more power? I saw a lot of Nick Johnson, like healthy Nick Johnson, when he was just a beast, just okay. smacking the ball anywhere. Nick Johnson, okay, okay. Nick Johnson, okay. <laughs> okay. Who, who thought you hear Nick Johnson today, but okay. But he got Austin Wells, a guy I'm trying to stay away from trading. I think Wells has a chance to, to really be impactful for this team. I love when his comes, attitude, too. Yeah, when it comes to Lazardo, I, I don't know what the match is there because, yes, we could look at Wells, Peraza, and Glaber, but the thing is... A lot of times we don't know what other teams value these guys. That's yeah. the thing. How do other teams value Peraza? How do other teams value Everson Pereira and Glaber Torres on his last year? What's the value there for us to give you three years of a young elite Lazardo? Yeah. For, you know, some of these guys that we might consider pretty fringe. It's... It's interesting. I think like what, what stuck out to me was, I mean, initially Wells was the first thing that stuck out to me, not a name that I was thinking of being involved in any trade at all in this off season. And so the reason I liked it is because initially I read it and I was like, Oh no, like, Oh no, 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 not at all. I like, cause I, mean, I'm, I can I'm, see why teams would want him. No doubt. I'm with, I'm with you. Like I really like Austin Wells, and I really want to see what he's going to look like in 2024. I, I'm expecting yeah. big things from him. But then I kept reading it, and I'm just like, ah, oh, it's Lazardo. And I was like, okay, if I'm Miami, like the first part of the treat uh, of the tweet 
rings really true. Uh, that's what they're looking for. They need plug-and-play guys tomorrow, right? right? They need to fill right. out an MLB roster with MLB-ready players. And, yeah, prospects are nice, but they want guys who have, le have at, at the very least gotten their feet wet and looked like they belonged. And when you put a package together of Wells, Peraza, uh, Glaber, like, okay, it's like, yeah, okay. Now, what you're saying is true. We don't necessarily know exactly, you know, how other teams value these guys. But what I will say is, I mean, just the simple fact that we are so opposed to trading Wells tells me other people have seen what we've seen, and they're probably Easy. thinking the same thing. Yeah, this 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 guy's a this guy's a dog. We'd love to have him. With yeah. Peraza, I think it's the same thing. I think there's other teams out there that probably looked at the Yankees and say, I don't know how they didn't give this kid the shot over Volpe. Just just going off of what they looked like coming up at the time they did, right? right? So I, I'm pretty sure there's other teams out there who would love to have Peraza, and they'd be right. Would they be right just off the simple fact that we know the glove that he brings and we haven't given him the extended look for the bat to even really get to where it's said that it could get to? Yeah. When you go to Gleyber Torres and one year left to Torres, I think it's very simple. I think it's it's does the team believe that they have at least the outside chance of re-signing him going past the year? And if you're Miami, I think you'd have to feel good about your chances of re-signing a guy like Gleyber Torres just because, I mean, he spends a lot of time he spends a lot of time in Florida, wow, um, yeah. not not just you know for the for Yankees related thing, but he just spends a lot of time in Florida. Miami's also, it's Miami's a destination, right? whether you want to see it or not. It may not be as much of the destination for you know regular American players or African American players, but for Latino American players, Miami is a huge destination, no and no Glaber, Glaber Torres would find himself more than at home in Miami. Uh, and even if even if this trade is something that just goes by the wayside, doesn't happen or whatever, when Glaber Torres hit free agency, I 100 100% expect a team like the Marlins to be at the top of the list yeah. for his suitors. Like he makes yeah. to, for me, he makes a ton of sense over there. And I think I think Glaber would be real successful down there. I really do. So it's yeah, you'd be looking at it for one year now, but I think you have to also think. Do we feel like we stand the chance of re-signing him? It's not. I mean, it's not like you're sending Glaber to Oakland or Chicago. Not, I'm not saying Chicago's as bad as Oakland, but All I'm right. saying, say Glaber went right in some world that Glaber went in a deal for Cease. Right? Mm. If you're if you're the White Sox, like you got to really think like, do we stand a chance at re-signing this guy after the right. year? Like, is he, is he going to want to stay in Chicago? Like, uh, you know, what what are we? You know. And again, I'm not saying, not trying to shit on Chicago here. I know Chicago's one of the biggest cities in the States or whatever, but we're talking about a kid from Venezuela. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to appeal it's to more the home. player. It's yeah. more of a home thing, exactly. a home feel. Miami, than, could, than he can walk else. around. He can walk around. It, that, I'm glad you said home because that, that's the thing with Miami. I feel like a guy like Glaber can walk around Miami and feel very at home. Like, it wouldn't, yeah, no doubt. It, it wouldn't be hard for him to matriculate over there and, and resettle his family or whatever. I mean, who knows? The wife and the kid, they might like it better than, than New York. I mean, I'm, I'm a New York kind of guy myself, but I, I definitely see the draw for Florida, bro. I can't, yeah, I can't no knock it. I can't knock it. it. It'll, it'll make sense. It, it, it could definitely make sense. Um, I, I just don't know, you know, what... Miami is looking for exactly yeah. for Lazardo because they're yeah. probably sitting there going the more you know forget about last season and the numbers he put up which are very good he has three years of cheap control that yeah. a team is then gonna get that we can just hold on to and really doesn't do anything bad for us so it's it's probably along the same lines of um the cease deal of yeah. where they're sitting back going like, we don't have to move this kid. Like, unless we get whatever it is that we want from your roster, 
we don't have to to really move that. Yeah, you'd have to blow them out of the water. No doubt. We got You're a couple right. of super chats. Um, Acevedo, my guy, says Snell Bieber and Jordan Hicks. I'd be out of my mind happy with the remainder of that being the offseason. We got our brother Ronnie says Bauer power. That is all, yeah. fellas. I'd be happy with Snell and Bauer. I'd I'd be very happy for that. I know, you know, there's there's gonna be people that don't like that, but shit, sign yeah. me up for that if that's the case. I, I know I'd be okay with uh Snell and um uh Strowman. I'd be okay with any two decent pair yeah. that yeah. can give the Yankees a little bit of innings, that can really just get shit going. And, you know, put this team as a winner. Again, if you got that one-two punch, that's a righty-lefty punch followed by likely, you know, um, Carlos Rodon, who there's a lot of people that have forgotten about him. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are basically just going, hey, F this dude, he's done. Look, Carlos Rodon's a guy who I hear it a lot, and I try to tell people, this ain't this ain't somebody that's scared to pitch in New York. No. If you watch a side-by-side, Francis, Johnny Lasagna, shout out to Johnny Lasagna on Twitter. He put a great side-by-side. I showed it a couple of times. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. Francis, you can tell he has no torque in his pitches. He's not, he's, he's, he's protecting his back. It's as clear as day. Yeah. It's just, you don't got to be a rocket science to, to see this. It's as clear as day. Hopefully, what is going on here is that maybe it had to do a little more to a conditioning. Yeah. Maybe he needs to get a little lighter, yeah. and maybe that's something we'll see. To Matt Blake's credit, he mentioned that. He did. Yeah. He mentioned conditioning probably has to be better going yeah. into next year. So that's likely on the radar for the Yankees already. But Carlos yeah. Rodon is a guy that if he came out and pitched the under a 4 ERA, 3-7, and that's that to me would be a great scenario. He could do better than that, but that's a great think- scenario. If he's able to do that... Come on, man. I mean, this is, I, this is now a legitimate rotation. I feel I strongly feel that Carlos Rodon will be even better than that next season. He's not season. scared of New York. No. Come on, man. Stop that. Hey, hey. This, this guy's a dog. He took the ball knowing he was hurt because he even said it. Come I on. just wanted to show I could get out there. Like, that takes balls. He could have sat there and said, yeah. I'm out for the year, man. My back. Can't no, do it. This this guy is not He's he's not afraid of New York. He's not. He's got no bitch assness in him. All right. None. Zero. That's my. That's 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 my complete hang up when it comes to the whole hater thing, right? But when it comes to Rodon, I don't worry about that. I don't worry about oh, is this a guy who's going to shy away from taking the ball, or whatever? No, he's going to take the ball. Even if he's not hundred percent, he's going to take the ball. Even if he's yeah. getting fucked up out there, he's going to want to go back out there. He's Facts. this is a guy who has that belief in himself. But like you said, in twenty twenty three, the physical wasn't there. Mentally, fine, but the physical wasn't there, okay? Like you said, Blake brought up the conditioning. I think that if it came to us in a public forum, this is a conversation that 1,000% took place behind the scenes already, long before that. Yeah, he wouldn't say that without that that being a conversation. And and I guarantee you it wasn't the way that we heard it. Like, yeah, you know, definitely conditioning. I I think behind the scenes it was like, no, 1,000% next season, you probably need to come in like this. Like, let's just... At this this weight or... Yeah, let's let's just be fair. Let's just put it out there. Like, you know, for you to be successful, like, this is probably how you're going to have to come in here. Like, he's a guy who I haven't seen much of in the way of, you know, off-season and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see what he looks like right now. 
I know we, we we went a little bit crazy with the Stanton stuff a little while ago. You know, Stanton, you know, slimmer, whatever. That's cool, exciting. You know, good for him. I want to see what Rodon looks like. Me too. Me personally, like I, that's the one that I'm like I I want to see what he looks like, and I know he's working right. Just in, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen a video. I haven't seen nothing. This is just me in my heart saying like I know this guy's working because this is who he is. Yep. I'm not. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on Carlos Rodon. I I, I no, said it. No way. Towards the end of last year, bro. It's the first year of the deal. We I'll can't. Tell you this. We can't do it after one year. I've been. I've been a major, major supporter <clears throat> supporter of Rodon, and I'm. I'm still that. But he gets off to a bad start next year, and it. It just. You know. It, there looks like there's a lot of kind of negativity coming from it. He's. You know. Yeah, I'll. I'll give it to him. No doubt about it. I, you know. I'll let everybody know that this is not. This is not looking. Like anything that that could turn out to be good, this could be pretty damn bad. But yeah, until then, that man, that man got time. That man exactly. got time for me. Slim Lewis says a team that is all in doesn't trade Glaber. I would agree and disagree on that. The reason why I agree and dis agree and disagree on that is if the Yankees went out there, they had two solid, solid starting pitchers. It's not that you're losing offense because you've already gained offense. But you also got to remember you could balance some things out. If if Peraza ended up being your second baseman, or they put him at third and DJ Lemayu at second base, and maybe bring somebody else in that could come off on the bench and do a good job, like a Gio Urshela, if that's the case, I think you still have greatly improved your team, and you're not losing as much by yeah. moving Gleyber Torres. Yeah, in I, the right I, deal, you're not just going to yeah. give him away. I was going to say I, I I disagree with that. I think you. I think you. I don't think. I don't know how you say that. Like a team that's you know going to in win now mode doesn't trade Glaber. I mean, for the right in the right deal, I don't think you can say that Glaber's untouchable right now. It's no just way. that that's where I'm at with it. I don't. I don't think you can say that. I'm not saying you you put Glaber in a deal for Shane Bieber Anything. or yeah. something like. Like I'm not. I I I'd, I'd like for Glaber not to be in a deal for like a Shane Bieber. I don't think that makes a ton of sense. But depending on what you're getting back. If Lazardo is headlining the deal that's coming back this way, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not gonna feel like we just made a mistake getting rid of Glaber Torres. And no, I like, no way. I'm not I'm I'm not a Glaber hater, man. I'm not a whatever. I like he I like Glaber Torres. I talked about it a lot. I said and I think I, he looked better overall, especially bro, in the second half. We call when we, while we were calling playoff games. I said it. I think it was, it was one of the earlier series. I was like, look, we say what, we say what we want about Glaber Torres. The moment he's not here, it's gonna be tough to replace that production at second base. Right. Yeah, and we, no we said, we said this, all right, when this is not, you know, whatever you can go back, it's on the channel. Okay. It's, yeah. it was one of those game season lives of the playoff. We said it replacing his production at second base is not something that the Yankees are going to find easy to do. That's giving the man his flowers and his credit. But I mean, yeah. in the right deal, Pete, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say no, if it's the right deal. Yeah, And the other thing you got to remember is something that we've said about Glaber Torres for a long time is the Yankees probably are not going to be the team to resign him. And give him and give him a yeah. six seven year contract. I highly I highly highly doubt that, especially what they yeah. have coming up. You got you know Roderick Arias coming up. You got Jared Cerna who looks really really unbelievable. That's a name everybody should pay attention to. Or remember Jared Cerna. He could be a real breakout for the Yankees. Yeah. Rod Thompson with the super chat says the Yankees lost a ton of leverage by not playing Peraza regularly. I don't disagree with that. If they had a full year of playing Peraza, would you put up numbers similar to Glaber? then you could have traded Glaber easier. I agree with that in the sense, I don't know if he would automatically put up what Glaber did last year, because let's be fair, it's almost 800 OPS, 20 plus homers, batted what, 270 something? Or I think it was like 274, 273, something like that, I want to say. He's in that neighborhood, yeah. Somewhere around there. But Glaber had an overall solid season. I mean, there's not much knocking you can do 
on Glaber Torres. Yeah, last year he had 273, uh, 453 slugging, 347 on base percentage. He walked a lot more than he ever did last year. Swung and missed a lot less than he good, ever yeah. did. So there is a lot of good things there, but I wouldn't say it's not an not a all you know all in move to to trade him. I I think no. I think it depends on what that deal is. That's like the Yankees doing everything right. And let's say they've added they've added Bieber and Snell, and you're like, holy shit! And then all of a sudden, you know, a team with a solid young closer or a good closer, or a late, late, mm -hmm. solid, really good late inning reliever calls you, and he has to be a part of that deal. And you're like, that makes our team a whole lot better. Like that's the last piece that we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's like something shit. you look yeah. at and go, well, we're not going to sign anybody. You know, Jordan Hicks, maybe it's a bit too expensive now. Somebody makes that call, is like. Mm, for Glaber. And I'm not saying who it is. I'm not putting the name out there. I'm just simply saying if that were the case and you could really improve the back end of your pen and you might feel that's a little bit of a weakness. Like if it's something you gotta like you if gotta it's take. a if it's a Devin Williams. Oh, I mean, come on, man. That yeah. I mean, obviously we know it's gonna be a lot more than just yeah. than just one dude, but yeah. holy shit. Yeah, if you got a chance to improve that team further you you go out there and do it there's no denying that you have to again it's 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 what we've been harping on this entire episode you're we're talking about where the yankees need to go to take this offseason from just being a good offseason to becoming a great offseason to becoming the offseason that we as fans have been waiting for for the better part of a decade now and yep. it's going to take make no mistake about it this is not hyperbole. This is just the spitters doing what we do best, spitting facts. It is going to take a great offseason for the Yankees to become World Series contenders. As it currently stands, with the addition of Soto, with the addition of Verdugo, with the additions to the bullpen, you know, that re, you know, that reworked and new look lineup, they are not a World Series contender. Yep. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yes, we do have Garrett Cole at the top of this rotation. After Garrett Cole, we have a bag of question marks. That's not a World Series contender. Like we right now, we're looking at a team that we don't we don't know if they have the rotation to get through the regular season. How could you think no, about the World Series? Yeah, that's what I said before. How man. could you think this about the World right Series? Now, to be if you're being fair, I'm not even joking. You can make a strong case that this could be a third place team in the East. If that as as currently constructed, it I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. Look, there was a great point that Christian brought up to me when I was on NYYST. He made a mm -hmm. lot of sense. He said, "Yeah, but we only won eighty two games with Garrett Cole being the best ace that we've had in years. The we best. only won eighty two games. It's so yeah, the offense has gotten better. I understand that we lost a lot of games due to a poor offense. Yeah, but it's it's not a world. If you just want to be fair and not talk about where the standings are." Definitely yeah. not a World Series caliber team. It's not one no. of the best teams in the American League. It's just not. Right now, we're looking at a team. Be honest. Right now, we're looking at a team that, yes, like, could you expect them to score a lot more in 2024? Of course, right? I expect them to be a very potent offense going into 2024, yeah. right? Great. Starting pitching-wise, though, after Garrett Cole, I don't see where we're getting all the innings that we lost. So what does that yeah. lead me to think? That leads me to think that going through the first half of the season, like every team in baseball, we're going to be leading heavily on that bullpen, which I like. Right, right now, the bullpen is a strength for me. You add another piece of that bullpen, and I'm talking about I'm going to run out there saying that we got the best one. Right, we were, for me, I'm personally, still a big fan of Jordan Hicks too. I really, yeah, I'm with you. I really like I'm Jordan Hicks a lot. I, Whatever Pete Walker did for him in Toronto, yeah, he threw more strikes. Yeah, he didn't strike. His strikeout numbers was still very strong. But yeah. I think what he did was, 
I think Pete Walk, he's one of those guys that somebody had to get to the cross, say, bro, you're going to strike guys out. Try for command. Try exactly. to let them hit, let them put the ball in play, see what happens. The, strike, the strikeouts are going to be there. It's one, it's true. It's it's and for pitchers, sometimes uh, which the pitching is a very mental thing. So sometimes you need that because, like, you're yeah. going out there, like, Fans can see it sometimes before, and pitchers don't see it. Like they, they're like, oh, you know, I'm struggling. I, I can't put guys away. And a fan will be looking at it like, but this guy's stuff is electric. Like, what does he mean he yeah, can't yeah, put guys yeah, away? Yeah. Like, no, but you get too focused on getting right. strike three that you're right. walking guy after guy after guy, and then now you got guys on. So now you're trying to pitch to contact, and you're throwing meatballs, and you're getting beat up. To me, Hicks is the get. Like when I think that, when I say I think that this bullpen is one one freaking arm away right now from me really buying into it and saying, yeah, I think we got one of the best ones in baseball. Hicks is the one I'm talking about. You give me a Jordan Hicks, you add him to that bullpen. I think you you extend that bullpen even more, and then you have the the possibility of throwing guys like Luis Heel in there. Like I'm I'm telling you, I am so pumped for this bullpen this year. But there's so much there, there there's a lot coming up that can really this bullpen can yeah. be absolutely nasty. But and this is the butt, and it's a big butt. I'm talking about this. This butt is is a big, nice butt. Okay, right? nice cheeks. Okay, nice che this is a big butt. This is a Nicki Minaj special. Okay, okay, Megan Thee Stallion. You know, okay, this a Meg Thee Stallion. This a this a Meg Thee Stallion butt. Okay. Oh, would you look at that? <laughs> if they don't address this rotation. No matter how good that bullpen is, they're gonna be gassed after the All Star break. It just—it's gonna—it it just. We've seen this story before. We've seen the story before with the high-powered, you know, high-leverage vault. But yeah, we've seen it. We've, the Yankees have done yeah, it before. Have. But what happens in August? Dog days of summer. Guys are coming out. They can't get out. Sixth, seventh inning. They're giving up the lead. Why? The because Booney is. Booney exactly. gets a hard-on for taking uh, pitches out you, before you, the fifth. You know, you know Booney loves to press the button. You know loves Booney to loves to press the buttons. Loves he to loves press the buttons. buttons guy. I'm so telling you. Here we That's go. Booney. We're in the dog days of August, clinging to a, a one-run lead or a two-run lead, and you got guys coming in in the sixth and the seventh, and they're giving up two and three, and everybody's like, what happened? The Yankees had the best bullpen in baseball in the first half. Well, if you didn't have the rotation to give them that length, because I'm all for it at the beginning of the year. That's, that's what baseball is now, Pete. We've seen it. The game has yeah. shifted. The beginning yeah. of the year... Bullpens are paramount are of paramount importance because pitchers don't go deep into the games, right? They're still getting worked up to their innings and shit. Yep. So you got to have a strong bullpen. But what really carries you in July and August is that starting pitching. By then, you got to have that rotation, even that that through like injuries and through everything is giving yeah. you length. Six innings, you. seven innings every now and then. You get a complete game thrown in every now and then. Give that bullpen a night off, shit like that. Right now, the Yankees don't have that. They have Garrett no. Cole and question marks. So right now, it doesn't matter how good the bullpen will be. It's going to be gassed in August. So yeah. what if it's gassed in August, what do you think is going to happen in October? It's the same shit. I mean, it, it really is the same shit that we talk about almost every year, but... And that's it why, really again, is. it is it's so important to um, add two starters. I know there's yep. a lot of, like, like Dane's right, right? The Yankees could very well look at this and go, if we add Snell, we're done. That That's all we have to do. Maybe add to the bullpen. Maybe add a Gio or Shella to the team because that is talk that's out there. Of course, he's training with Glaber Torres all the time. They're good friends. I could definitely yeah. see that happening, and I'm a fan of that. I've, I think I made, like, two videos regarding that. I think it makes a lot of sense. But the Yankees yeah, like could too. easily sit back and go, well, we got Warren in AAA. We got Luis Heal that has come back. We got Chase Hampton that's probably going to start in AA. They could fly right up here really quick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're comfortable with that. But for me, what I say to that is... They signed a petite kid, too. They signed a petite kid. Yep. But you also lost, you lost Johnny Brito. 
And I know people are going, what the fuck is Pete talking about? They lost Johnny Brito. <laughs> no, no, it, it matters. It matters because Johnny Brito last year fit that two to three inning reliever role to a T and he excelled at it. And trust me, folks, that role is very important. And mm-hmm. the reason why I bring it up as that being important is I believe Nestor or Clark Schmidt could fill that role just as good and still oh, yeah. be a spot starter. They could oh, yeah. even piggyback. Who's the starter on the fifth day? Nestor? Okay, well, we know for a fact the start, the person to come out the pen that day is Clark Schmidt. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, you can piggyback that. And that, that would work very well. There's some people probably going... But Clark Schmidt was very good in the rotation. Agreed. But he was also good in the role the previous year. The yeah. exact role I'm talking about, he was really good in that role. What so was Nestor's best season? You could play around with it. What was Nestor's best season? I mean, uh, you could you could argue, but I, I love the Chester year, right? Yeah. With Chad Green and him. I like yeah. I, I love the idea. I mean, I think it's the first time I'm hearing it this offseason, you know, seeing it as a realistic possibility. But yeah, you give me... Every fifth day, you give me Nestor to Clark Schmidt. I'm fucking rolling. I love that. I love that. But in order to be able to do that, you got to add to the rotation. Because right now, it's currently constructed. You need both of those guys to start on their own days. Just doesn't doesn't work right now. We don't have the depth. And that's that's basically what it is. We don't don't have the depth. We don't have the depth. So I don't see how we make it through the year with what we currently have. We we traded away 300 plus innings to San Diego in the Soto deal. A lot, yeah. Eh, yeah, we we gotta find we and gotta then, find those innings. You know, Drew Thorpe was a guy that a lot of people were expecting, you know, to be up this year. Yep. And yep. you know, he has that chance with uh with San Diego now. But Slim Lewis brings up something. I also want to bring up um something else also that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Slim Lewis says Soto plus Verdugo. Uh, he says Glaber is not a World Series offense. So maybe you're talking about trading Glaber ain't gonna make them not a good offense. You get rid of Glaber, Ed, and those guys, that ain't gonna make that big of a difference. I mean, you got to talk. Look, look at. Let me let me just explain something real quick. I understand you want to look at the position, but Juan Soto adds a 400 on base percentage, tons of pop, average, <laughs> and all that. Alex Verdugo is replacing Billy fucking McKinney or Bowers. How much better you think he's going to be than those guys? That is going to make up. There is no way in the world you can sit there and say if you take Glaber out of that team, they're no longer a world a, a very good offense. I disagree with that completely. Guys, there somebody was a- could make that up. It's not like Glaber's an MVP. He might be very good for that position. I give him that. Hey, but we're, were- at, we're going a little too. We're going like he's Robbie Cano. No, in his prime. yeah. Let's take no, it easy now. No, no. But let, let's be honest. There wasn't. There wasn't a time where they were discussing Verdugo for Glaber straight up. There was the, the previous season. They were. So let's let's stop. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's 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 stop having that amnesia. Because just last season there was discussions of Verdugo for Glaber straight up. And let's be honest. At the time. And even now, you can't really make the argument that's that that that's, that would have been a terrible deal either way. Not at all. And when Francis the Verdugo deal happened, that, I thought it was Glaber that was going over there. On top of that, for the last three years, there's been multiple conversations about trading Glaber to Miami. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like it hasn't been off the table. It's not like the Yankees feel like if we get rid of this guy, our offense is absolute ass. Now, I'll agree with you on this. Keeping him makes your offense look a lot nicer. Oh, hell yeah. But I'm not going to sit back, oh, my God, they got rid of Glaber. How do they do that? <laughs> oh my god, they made all these moves and they got rid of fucking Glaber. Okay, I'm done. That's it. No game season tonight, guys. I'm close to shop. It's That's not it, it wouldn't it. be it wouldn't be that that batshit crazy. No, no, no. Come on, guys. Get a all. get get a grip, right? Buckle up. Still still a lot of offseason left. We're not saying Glaber's gone. We're not saying that. 
This is not the episode after Glaber's been traded. What we're saying is that it's a possibility. Could happen. Yeah. And if it does happen, neither one of us are writing off the Yankees because of it. Because no way. I still think their offense is going to be primed to have a big year in 2024 because what Pete just said. You added Juan fucking Soto. I'm going to say it every episode from now until fucking opening day. You added Juan fucking Soto. Like, do you? I mean, I get it. It's been it's been it's been a month and some weeks now. You know, maybe the hype has died down for a little bit. We're in the dead of winter now. I got to add this in there. I got to add this in there. This is what we added. That's Soto. That's what you just added in there. Come on now. Like, guys, let's 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 be honest here. This is one of the best hitters in baseball, okay? Arguably one of the best, arguably the best left-handed hitter in baseball. And we're bringing him to the Yankees to pair with the arguable best hitter in baseball in Aaron Judge. Like, guys, he's the best eye in baseball, guaranteed, right? We know that. No, there's no argument there. There's no argument there. So the Yankees made brought in a guy that fits the mold of the years they won championships. And that's exactly exactly what we had to do. But I do want to shout out a comment because I forgot this guy. Thank you, Juice Man. 100 percent correct. Yoendris Gomez can fill the role of Brito. I agree with that to a friggin' T. Yes, sir. Uh, Yoendris Gomez is a guy that showed a lot last year. Been on the 40 man for quite some time. And we did find that he does have an additional option. Uh, so does Luis Heal. And so does um, Oswald Peraza. So that also helps add to their value a bit. And also add to maybe them not making the team potentially and getting time in AAA. The right field pavilion with a super chat says, why do Yankee fans bring up Bauer, uh, his name, as a possible free agent signing? Both he and Cole hate each other with a passion since the days at UCLA. I feel like that's overblown. That's, and I'm going to tell you why overstated. I feel like that's a bit baloney. If if I knew there was a, a, a player that had hatred for me, I mean, Bauer said it in his interview, if you listen to it, he goes, We've been to alumni games together. And we sit there and talk about pitching for hours. I mean, is the guy, he's just lying about this. And he said it. He goes, I don't know how he feels about me right now after the allegations. Maybe it changed. But per my understanding, he vouched for me. I don't know, I don't know why he wouldn't. I yeah. think that whole thing there is just, I think it's just been completely overblown. They act like these yeah. guys got in a fist fight or they slept with each other's wife or something. I mean, it's something no. like, it's weird. You know, it's just odd. It's like I don't think there's a there's a true first, hatred there. First of all, the beginning the beginning of this rift between them, the, the foundation of it isn't even something that's really like okay, like these guys will never talk so long as they live. Right. All right. This is is reg, is regular, you know, teammate, competitive bullshit. Right. And he mentioned and, that. And he mentioned that these he was guys like, he would grown. love to compete with the best. He he called Cole the best in the world. He's like he's, he's the best wrong. pitcher in the world right now. He's like I would love to try to match up with him. Yeah, you're talking about, I mean, I feel like when people bring it up, like, oh, Cole would never, Cole would never. Guys, you're talking about college Cole. You're not talking about college. You're not talking about Garrett Cole married to Amy Cole with two beautiful children or one child and one on the way, whichever I I get confused. But like... This guy's married. He's a family man now. He's been with the Yankees a couple years. Lucky he's, he's his, a family he's guy. <laughs> he's he's what his first Cy Young. Like, this is not the same dude from UCLA. Okay, like I doubt that Gary Cole is losing sleep over whether or not Trevor Bauer is going to be a Yankee tomorrow or not. Gary Cole knows this isn't UCLA. If this boy comes here and signs with this team, he knows he's coming into my house. This is my shop. I am the ace. There is no questions. There are no concerns. There will be no conversation. You know you are coming into Garrett Cole's house, 
and things are done around here the way Garrett Cole says. So he doesn't lose sleep over it. I'm sure he wouldn't care. I'm sure he yeah. wouldn't care. Um, matter of fact, I'll go out on the limb to say he might welcome it. Because one thing about Garrett Cole, he wants to fucking win. No doubt he has to win. That's he the other thing. He win. has to win. That's the, that's the other thing. But I want to finish up the show on this note because you don't hear a lot of people talking about this. And I think it is kind of under... It's kind of, kind of odd, to be honest. Uh, mm. Maybe I haven't seen anybody talk about it, but... We hear a lot that now Garrett Cole has, you know, kind of said, you know, it would be great to have Snell here. It's kind of been that chatter that he's mentioned mm -hmm. that. Hey, we know that Snell is good friends with Aaron Judge. Yes, sir. Here's one thing we're forgetting. His teammates on the Yankees right now in Juan Soto. Yeah. You know, what is that relationship like? They yeah. know each other from being in the clubhouse together. Is Soto even sitting there going? I mean, I watched this guy all year. Yeah, he could help us. Grisham is, 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 you know, that's something that, that Grisham, Trent Grisham's yeah. another guy. Correct. They, I mean, yeah. these are guys that could easily vouch for who this player is. Maybe, maybe just what you're seeing right now is potentially the New York Yankees not wanting to go over the 200 million mark and the value isn't there yet. But mm -hmm. for me, I mean, I, I'm all over that. I know Kev, I wish Kev was, I wish Kev was in the chat because this is funny because Kev said it joking around, by the way, maybe. I don't know. You guys got to ask him. Maybe he was joking. Maybe he wasn't. He was like, oh, the good thing is there. Then you could trade Wells and bring back Gary. <laughs> His personal catcher. <laughs> so don't go beating oh, up Kev because I don't know how he took it. Shit. So don't go get mad at Kev and go beat up Kev. He was drinking some brew guy. Maybe that was it. <laughs> Maybe it was the alcohol oh, talking, but I'm just saying. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't know how much I would fucking love to see the Yankees do some shit like that. Just to see what Twitter is like. Twitter. Oh, Yo, God, oh, it would be a meltdown, be a meltdown epic proportion. Man, you ran away. And you yeah. brought back that lazy fat slob <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, Earl, how Earl. How dare you? I don't like that kind of talk. <laughs> my boy Earl, my boy Earl would have a conniption. He'd be like, what? Oh, my God. The slob is back? The, the slob, slob is back? The slob is back, <laughs> Listen, but... uh bring that up, was like a story of true redemption, though. Man comes back, hits 30 bombs. I mean, would you? Would it surprise you, though? No. no I don't think... It would have surprised... Had a, he had a we said it time with... Um, with San Diego. Yeah, we said it when he was here. Gary Sanchez is a professional MLB hitter, guys. They're like the defense is what it is. I think if you any any team who is investing in the Gary Sanchez market right now knows that you're not gonna get, you know, world beating defense behind the plate, but what you are gonna get is a Damn. solid, serviceable hitter with and, a lot of pop in the bat. He so a, he had a two point four war last year. And, and that's in the only two hundred and forty at bats. What that means is that his offense was there, but his defense was too. Yeah, it wasn't it, he wasn't losing games. He won us. I mean, look at the end of the day, catchers do take pride if their if their pitcher wins the Cy Young Award. He caught him. He was his personal catcher. He, he was should Blake and, Snell's personal catcher, and he should and he should take he should take pride in that. And I'm sure Blake credits him a lot. It, look, the relationship between pitcher and catcher cannot be overstated. All right, yeah. there's like no you're doubt. out there on the mound. It is very very easy to feel like a man on an island. And I think from young. At least with me, coaches always told me, don't, don't isolate yourself. I understand that you're the pitcher. You got to feel, you got to feel like the guy. You got to be the guy. But remember that there's somebody standing 60 and a half feet from you and he's on your fucking team and he's there for you. Yeah. So you got to, that laughing. relationship I'm, is big. 
I'm fucking laughing at her. She says Sanchez will make Glaber look motivated. <laughs> Yo, Hirsch never fails. Hirsch, happy new year, bro. Hirsch is the GOAT. That's happy New Year, bro. Goat. But I, I'm glad you brought up the Garrett Cole stuff because I will say that that uh that actually did catch my eye and surprised me a little bit just because you know we're not used to seeing you know comments like that coming from Garrett yeah. Cole and the you know off season so it's it's good it's good I think um I like that you know Hal stated that at the beginning of the off season that he'd had conversations with Judge and Garrett Cole and that yep. you know that they would be brought into the circle of trust if you will and. Yeah. Hearing that Cole said, yeah, I'm, I'm on board for a Blake Snell signing. I'm like, okay, well then look, Garrett likes it. <laughs> he so likes it. He you. likes let, it. I love it. I mean, let's wrap up with this because we could probably do this almost every week now because mm. next week we'll be back on Monday. Yes. Correct. We'll be back on Monday. Guys, yes, we're, we're going to do Sundays throughout the, the regular season. Yes, sir. Francis got some stuff going on, so we're still going to do DS. It'll be on Monday. Oh, yeah. We'll give you guys the time and all that fun stuff as we get closer. But as another week passes... Who do you think the New York Yankees... Who is the big starter they get? Forget the secondary. It could be whatever. Who do you think the big starter is they end up getting? I feel like all the momentum and the tea leaves push me towards Snell right now. That's so I'm going to I'm gonna go Blake Snell. I, Blake I'm, Snell, no doubt about it. He got the stuff. He is absolutely Uncle Filth when he is on. <laughs> he Uncle is Phil. complete Uncle Filth when he is on. Hey. Bricks, you little tramp. That's him right there, man. He is absolute uncle filth when he is off. I can't so, wait for game C to live this season. You, hey, yeah, you guys have no fucking idea what nah, this guy, know. what this guy has prepared for you. I have been working so much. I, I fucking um, Dane hit me up the other. I think it was Dane. He goes, bro, that literally looks like ESPN. Like back in the day, it's better like, than ESPN, bro. I'm I'd telling say you, that's a compliment, I guess, though, bro. No, man, but. It, it does. Well, I like the back in the day stuff because sometimes the graphics and stuff now are a little bit cheesy, but yeah. and, and lazy just because you know they're ESPN. So once you get to a certain level, you kind of stop innovating. Uh, but yeah. we're still at that innovation point, and I got to tell you guys this: the boss, the boss is in innovation mode right now. I don't so stop working, man. That, that's got, what we're make, asking. <laughs> so there's something I'm working on now that's kind of like a um, not a highlight reel, but. Mm. It's kind of like if you were playing a game and two teams are playing. It's like that cutscene, like showing the teams and all that. And then it shows mm -hmm. like the logo and all that mess. Mm -hmm. So it looks great, but I got to do that for every single series of the year. So I'm, I'm working on putting all that together now. But get, everything that we're doing here is going to be amazing this yes, year. Sir. And also, guys, um, for the best coverage of spring training, we're going to be there. We're going to be there for a whole week. So we got all that covered. It's going to be extremely exciting. I can't wait for it. A ton of live chats, a ton of work we'll be doing there. Oh, so yeah. again, stay tuned, man. If you are not subscribed to NYYU, I really don't know what to tell you. But Francis, take us out, man. Come on, man. Y'all already know the OGs are back. I threw on the OG sweater today. Right here. Yeah, you I got still love it. That's the one. Yeah, I'm saying still I gotta bring it back. Nice. We got the same, we got the same hat on, though. You know what I'm saying? It's we got nice. it. So nice. gotta bring the, the old with the new. You know what I mean? So the old with the new, baby. I just want to thank you guys. Hitty the subby. I just want to thank you guys, you know, spending your Sunday evening with, with the spitters, man. Y'all already know. Keep it locked and stay tuned. Like I said, still a lot of off-season to go. Still a lot of moves that can be made. Hopefully they will be made. But like, subscribe, tell your friends, your family, your grandmothers, of course. Don't forget the Granny. grannies and the abuelas. Because yeah. right here is where you got to be because the next episode will, in fact, be the best episode. 
Hey, you know, <laughs> we will never come whack on a designated spitters track. Shout out to your mother. <laughs> we out, baby. Until next time. Adios, muchachos. Top 10 radar. Yeah, we on your radar. Mm -hmm. Never miss, dog. And that's on occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top 10 radar, yeah we on your radar